Hello, everyone. Well, we've reached the end of the road. Dear listener, Rachel and Gabby's journeys have come to an end as we celebrate two proposals, one breakup, one reunion, and the announcement of our Melbatos Bachelor for next season. I'm reminded of why we waste our time watching this show. When we can't root for love, we root for crazy. Hey, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 279 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with some guy in Austin, and we finally reached the end of the journey with Rachel and Gabby, Rachel Gabby, and it ended sort of-ish, technically, in two proposals. Were you super surprised by this? Well, sort of two proposals. (laughs) I mean, golly. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like saying that, you know, the deck of the Titanic is cleaned up, you know? I mean... What a mess. <laughs> and it, I mean, I guess, look, there's all kinds of criticism of the season, but um, it did turn out to be a freaking car wreck at the end. I mean, just, you know, stuff scattered all over the freeway, you know, just who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, it did. I think that flat goes out, but it was a weird, weird episode. It, I think that. You are right that I, I personally was shocked by two proposals. I figured Gabby and Eric, I figured Eric would cave and get down on one knee, but I really truly didn't think that Tino and Rachel were going to get married or proposed or engaged only because of all of the footage we saw of the aftermath. I just assumed that was before math. So I didn't think that we would get there, but I did say last week she is at a a proposal pedestal there is a ring there i can't see why they would have made her get all dressed up just to say nope i'm not doing this or i he's gone or something like that so it was a surprise i think equally surprising were um the gold band rings from neil lane when's the last time we saw gold yellow gold bands well we're gonna be seeing a lot of them now i mean this is like this is the new uh this is the kimo sabe hat of the bachelor (laughs) franchise um the 80s are back they're back my friend i don't understand the kimo sabe hats the 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 (laughs) festival hats that are just i mean they're multiplying like freaking rodents you know you should grow a mullet I should actually, you know, and I was going to tell you that it struck me early on and it hadn't before because I mean, Tino had a different hairstyle than when he came with his little notebook or whatever. <laughs> Dude looks like Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada. I mean, just like him. And then uh, Eric ha- or Eric uh, has a, um, a Dirks Bentley feel to me. He the- does have a Dirks Bentley feel. That's a very good call. So, I thought it was very entertaining. Um, Again, three hours is an hour and a half too much, but I did find myself going, oh, oh, in some instances. In other instances, I could not roll my eyes hard enough. Yep. it's Some of this stuff's hard to watch with some of it. All of it's hard to watch. Some of it is exceptionally hard to watch. <laughs> I thought that um, 
I'm not, well, we'll get to it, but I'm not convinced Gabby and Eric are truly happy. I think, mm-hmm. uh, like I said before, one of these had to turn out okay, uh, just because they're going to make it turn out okay. Right. Um, worst idea in the world. Do you want to know the worst idea in the world? I Tell mean, besides, me. Besides Rachel's wardrobe choices, and oh. we're going to get to that too. Um, cheating on the Bachelorette before the finale. I mean, that's, yeah. you know. That's, Who does that? Just, well, Tino, apparently. And you're just setting yourself up for... A nightmare. I can't right. imagine that guy's life, uh, you know, come Monday night. Uh, well, according to Bachelor Data Lady, his Instagram followers just tanked. And and it was a trend that she saw before the finale even aired. So it must have been out, must have been leaked. I'm not sure. But let's get into it. Let's talk about Rachel and Tino at first. Like we said, he gets down on one knee she gets to go to his room and say, you're the only one left. It's you. And oh, all my dreams have come true. And he says, I'm never letting Rachel go. We're going to be together forever, which don't say that on The Bachelor either. And we see him propose. And then we cut back to Jesse Palmer in the studio with all of the the lights and everybody's really somber because Rachel has had the same look on her face and her parents have had the same look on her face for three weeks now. Uh, before we get into Big Tony and Mrs. Tony and uh, Rachel or whatever, um, I thought it was so weird because remember, you know, uh, uh, Palmer was just excoriating us to pay attention and prepare ourselves I think at one point last episode, he said, or the, the first finale, he said, you might need a glass of wine for this. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been priming the pump for a while. And then he comes out without any context. And he says something like, well, maybe Tino can convince Rachel that, you know, his indiscretions were a lapse in judgment or something. Right. You're like, what? <laughs> and and then he also says, and, and also maybe Eric could explain those messages to his girlfriend. And we're, I was like... <laughs> Wait a minute. We got three hours to flesh this out. No and joke. Yeah, I don't need another glass. I should have gotten a glass of wine Sunday night if he was going to drop that or whatever. Anyway. It's so true because I was watching with my friend Amy and we looked at each other and she said, is this the beginning? Yeah, or did, did you catch something? it live? And I yeah. said, I don't know. That's exactly what I thought. Like, wait a minute. He's ruining it. And then the only thing I thought, because I did think about that for a minute, I thought, why would he spoil it? But I think it was just the last episode and he wanted, it was almost like we all know it's not going down. And so he's kind of teasing the episode to hang in there for three I hours guess. I mean, to elephant figure in the out. room, maybe just recognize, <laughs> you know, recognize that Big Tony is probably armed and it could go down to <laughs> these. That's true. But what we learn when we come back, and you know, Rachel, how do you feel seeing that proposal, the engagement? It has. It was to be really hard. hard to watch. It was really so hard to watch. But I've gained perspective, and I, you know. Oh. Uh, what she essentially says in a nutshell that took probably 10 minutes was that they had some growing pains when they got back from Mexico because on their happy couple dates or whatever um, it was called. Yes, their happy couple dates because (laughs) happy couple dating can be hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. But the weird red flag was that Tino kept alluding to some previous stuff. Yeah. And some stuff might come into light 
which yeah. was very vague and she didn't know. And then she is, I mean, he cheated on me, Jesse. He just cheated on me. Also, he's not sorry about it, according to Rachel. Hey, when you uh, when you are um, betrothed to somebody or you're in a relationship, do you ever call them up and say, um, I think we need to have a happy couple date? <laughs> no, because one would assume that you're always happy, so you can just call it a date. Yeah. Okay. I'm just checking. I thought that was like the. Ha- I, first of all, it's just. I mean, they couldn't pick a worse name. <laughs> <You know? laughs> then this is the part that's so weird is that the producers make Rachel and Tino have a sit down, come to Jesus oh, meeting so in the awkward. same house yeah. that Ari broke up with yeah. Becca, but they yeah. got rid of the yellow couch filled with Becca's tears. Yeah. And they had to hash out what was going on. They literally pulled them back during this in-between time. So right around the time that he what he, he kissed another girl and it was somebody he had met but had not done anything but after right around the premiere time. So it's in it, when they're trying to be sneaky and he, they can't be seen together. He's at a bar and he makes out with somebody else. So in this in between time, they find out Rachel finds out or he, he admits it. And then they, they shove them together in a house to really get to the bottom of what was going on. And as you mentioned, Tino brings his journal because he why took he, notes. Yeah. Why did he bring his? I thought first of all, I thought he had his checkbook, and I was like, "Well, okay, <laughs> that's a reasonable. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they got a down payment. Like, uh, what's her face and what's his face, and he's got to refund half the down payment or something." And I thought, "Well, no, it's not a checkbook. What in the hell is he doing?" And and I, you know, did he write poetry or what? What is he? He was so. Um, it looked like he hadn't taken his riddle in or something. Like he was so. Uh, disjointed, Jittery. Jittery. And disheveled. Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. his hair was different. He looked like Justin Trudeau on a bender. Mm-hmm. And then he does that weird thing where he's half crying, and he's then he jumps outside and he like tries to tear the mic off, and he's on the phone. And yep, it was so weird. It was very weird, yeah. and and he kept shooting himself in the foot. Oh, there's there's yeah. I mean, there's no. Again, he was so disjointed. Dis- you would figure if he had a notebook, you know, he might have like, you know, play one and he would have, you know, some things <laughs> sorted out mentally. But he was he was all over the place and she was having none of it. No, so, yeah. she was having none of it. He was he was set up for failure. There was nothing he could have done, although she keeps crying out that she wants an apology. I heard him say, I'm sorry, three times, but she still thinks that. He's not sorry because I think she thinks he's saying, I'm sorry for the wrong things. Well, you're sorry you got caught. Mm -hmm. So if you go, I I see these things like if um, I try to stay off Instagram, but I have to go on for work a bunch. And so you see these things are like these mental health break kind of things. Have you seen these things on Instagram where they give you like a, you know, things that like gaslighting people say or something? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get sucked into those occasionally. Um, but, but there's one that's like, uh, 10 inappropriate ways to resp- respond to a sincere apology. And one of them is to say, 
you're just sorry you got caught. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So she was not too skilled at that. But to your point, she wasn't there to talk or hash it out. She just, it, that was the she check needed, in the box. Yeah, she needed an admission of wrongdoing. And just some, yeah, and then she needed to say, you're a jerk. And But whatever. what she got was Tino saying, I kissed another girl. The second I did it, I realized I wanted it to be you my whole life. It was a tiny little thing and I buried it. How do you feel about that? Like how would, <laughs> if you were in her situation, how would you feel about that? I, I think I, I, as she did, she was very much, you know, that's a tiny little thing and you're just going to bury it. And I agree with her on that part where you're thinking, okay, you're engaged and you're kissing somebody and you feel bad. So you're just going to bury it. Well, what else have you done that you're well, just going to bury? Is they're engaged, but they're not really engaged, engaged. I mean, I think there needs to be some appreciation. Well, for what which brings through. me to point number two is that per Ross and Rachel, she, he thought they were on a break. And she's saying, why did you think that we were on a break? And he said, well, I thought the engagement was off. Well, why are you thinking that? Well, let's go to the notebook. Because apparently there was a big conversation that they had where she's saying, I'm in a bad place. I'm not going to be able to put effort into this. Uh, She even asks him if he wants to be the next bachelor. And he jokingly answers in some sort of affirmative way. She questions if she should give back the ring because she's saying if you don't want to be engaged i'm not going to wear the ring well he hears yeah i don't want to be engaged so i'm not going to wear the ring and then there's something about not willing to go to couples therapy and she straight out calls him lies she says everything you're, you're saying is a lie i just if you are 60 days into your relationship and you're already talking about couples therapy uh you know yeah I mean, look, maybe that's me, maybe 25 year old me wouldn't have said that, but now I'd be, I'm just like, if, if, if a child of mine said, listen, I'm just in this relationship and we're, we've decided to go to therapy after 60 days, I would say, break up. Mm-hmm. Like, life's too short to deal with stuff like that. Number one, number two, look, I, infidelity, if you want to call it that kissing another woman in a bar after knowing her for 28 days and being forced into an engagement, I think there needs to be some context to that, mm-hmm. but look, he's wrong. He shouldn't have done it. But, um, you know, I just, she pr- sounds like she pushed him away is, is what, what I got. Now, his excuse about, I thought it was over and all that. I'm not buying that. That's un- it's still unfair to her. Me neither. Yeah. Unless he ends it. Right. Right. But at the same time, I just watched her just bust his balls and I, w- I wouldn't have been able to deal with that. I'd have been like, look, I don't want to be married to you. Like she's, she wouldn't listen. She was talking over him. Every time he said something, she contradicted it. She wasn't mm-hmm. there to listen. How yeah. do you deal with someone like that? You can't. So here's my question to you. Put on your lawyer hat for one minute. Okay, it's on. As you say, he goes outside and you see him ripping at his shirt, tugging at his microphone, yelling things to his handler like, she's crucifying me. She doesn't want to listen. She's just, she has no idea. So frustrated, so erratic. And then the next thing we know, he's coming back in and he's calm again. And he's got his, you know, his outline in his head and his key points. One, two, three, I'm going to say it. Well, then didn't see is that the handler pulled out his handy notebook and he said, look, exhibit one is the contract you signed. Mm -hmm. See, that's what I was wondering because then he goes outside again and 
he does it again. He goes outside and I guess he's out there long enough that Rachel follows him. And when we see him outside, his shirt is completely open, which means he's jerked off his microphone and he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And she says, who are you talking to? And he said, I just need to talk to somebody. My who do you agent. think he was talking to? My agent. <laughs> Look, is that dancing with the stars thing still an option? I mean, I got to know. <laughs> I, I called Uber. I said, oh, homeboy's <laughs> calling an Uber right now. He's getting the hail yeah, out. And probably... then I thought, what if he's calling the kissing girl? Yeah. He might have. Look, can you talk to Rachel, please? Get her off my back. That that didn't go well. And, you know, no. I didn't buy his, like, because she said, um, I don't know if this is worth fighting or I'm not I'm not sure I'm ready to give up or something. And he was like, then don't, then don't. And I thought, well, I guess you can say that when you know somebody's out the door because sure. I don't think he wanted that either. He was no. clearly, the, the amount of stress that he was under, and I think a lot of that had to do with the position he knew he was in on camera. Yes. You know, he knew he was screwed. Yes. Um, and it had everything to do with that and nothing to do with patching things up with her. He was trying to save as much face as possible. She was trying to take her pound of flesh. And that was just completely, the, the, the last thing that meeting was, was constructive. However, if, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. I will say one thing. Don't you think that Tino did her a favor though at that point? Like, if he's going to do that early on, then just know early on and move on. Right. Right. I thought that whenever, of course, we go back to Jesse and, oh, that had to be hard to watch. I mean, Jesse, God, we got to teach yeah. him. We have to teach him how to host. He's not he just a body. Right. I didn't know if he was talking to us. Or, I know. Or, oh, oh, my had gosh. To be hard to watch. Oh, yeah, he just, he has his lines, too, that he's just repeating over and over. But they pull Tino out. Tino still doesn't look put together, but he's better with sticking to the script. Is that something you would have if, if Tino was your person and you represented him, is that what, how you would have handled him going in that room of people on national TV, knowing this was the environment? Did he handle his business correctly because she because i feel like we had the exact same fight again in studio he yeah i mean he he i do i will say the one thing he did say in studio right to her face is said i completely take responsibility for this i'm sorry he did he was unequivocally said he was sorry that's all you can do at that point i mean i don't don't know what else you know we live in a, a, a time now when people get you know, deplatformed and their careers are over, their lives are over for tweets they sent out when they were 16, 17 years old. Like they're discovered 10 years later when you're, you know, running for office or you're a member of a baseball team or whatever. So, you know, again, that, that, that begs the question, like how much is enough? And to me, in the context of what happened, this is a 28-day relationship where both parties were forced into an engagement. She didn't really want an engagement. She was just afraid not to get engaged. Mm. And he said he was freaking sorry on national TV with, you know, 2.1 million, you know, 18 to 54 year old viewers or whatever the demo is. And, uh, you know, he'll pay for it on social media and that's justice to me. So she can move on and, you know, sleep with Blake Horstad at a music festival now. There you go. Or Avon, who is trotted out as as someone who has demanded 
to see her right this second. Oh my goodness, my stars. He just arrived banging on the studio door and he comes in and he wants to whisk Rachel away. Would you like to go get some dinner right now? And he was so, he was so, he was so rushed and so nervous about getting to the studio on time that he grabbed uh, a pair of pants that belonged to somebody else that didn't fit him. He doesn't care about that. He has showed up to claim his birthright, which is marrying a desperate woman in the throes of an emotional breakup. Tino's face was, he looked shocked. Well, it's because I'm sure this man has been through the ringer with ABC because he has been pitted such a huge villain and that's where it should have ended. But they put the cherry on top by humiliating him. Yeah. The best part was, it was very subtle, but when Avon was standing there, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, he had just scored a touchdown or something, and Rachel was like, of course I'll talk to you. He stands up. Jesse Palmer, God bless him, is like, this is live TV. I have no idea what's going on. And for the first time in Bachelor history, I actually believed the host when he said that. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't tell him. No, I mean, they, they didn't. Harrison they didn't. would have known, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he takes her away, and then there's very subtle you look over because everyone's paying attention to Rachel and Avon. But if you look at Palmer and you look at Tino, they share this kind of look. And then Tino like makes this really subtle motion. Like, should I leave? Yeah. Should I get off the stage? What do I I, do? That actually made me laugh because he was so lost and Palmer had no idea what yeah. to tell him at that no point. No idea. Yeah. So yeah, that was interesting. So, so, I thought it was. It I thought it was unnecessary. I, I thought that was mean of them to humiliate it Tino. It, it was mean in front of him. Like they could have brought the guy out yes. after they kicked Tino off the stage. What um? How did how does that turned out? Have you Instagrammed or anything or what's? Going I on? haven't. But remember during Hannah Brown's season, whenever what's his name Tyler came back to take her out, they did this during her season. They just too. went and got a beer though. Yeah, I I that's how I think this is going to end. Yeah. yeah, they just decided. You know, look, I've got. My phone's ringing off the hook. I got tons of chicks hotter than you calling me, but you know it's nice knowing you. Did um did did, did we talk about Rachel's wardrobe yet and her bra sticking out of the? <laughs> no. I mean, what a mess she was. I mean, she looked like. Do you remember when uh like uh, Stifler's mom? Do you remember in American Pie when when Stifler's mom sleeps with Finch and that? That's what she looked like. She just looked so disheveled and just, you know, Well, drunk. what was the buckle on Gabby's thigh? I, I don't, I mean, it's such a weird, and then like, was that, was that, was that dress like a see-through thing or was that fabric or what, what was going it's on? It's like made out of a backpack. Well, <laughs> so that's many right, yeah. buckles. Well, and then it's got, it had like the flesh colored thing or was that, I couldn't figure out if that was skin or it was fabric and it was like, what do you, <laughs> such a weird season, man. Um, yeah, so I look, Tino is, you know, he'll be dealt with accordingly by the Bachelor Nation. Yeah, and we'll agreed. See. He'll, he'll pop up somewhere, probably. Well, we also had a bit of a moment when Eric and Gabby are trotted out to the stage. They're so in love. I don't know if you noticed. Of course. But so in love. But, uh-oh, there's should been some text messages that we're just going to sprawl on the screen. <laughs> Shouldn't they have led with the happy couple though? Or no, I mean, no, no, they want to end with your happy feelings. They well, want to really, get sorry, the yuck Rachel out of the, the way. 
We're really sorry. Your life is in a in a tither and but big she's got Avon now, who is just demanding well, her attention. Again, we haven't. Have we? Do we know what happened with that or no? no. So so maybe she has Avon. Maybe. Yeah. Well, at the moment she had Avon. So I mean, and Jesse was like, "She's left the studio. They've really gone." Okay. She's like Elvis. Yeah. <sighs> so then um, there's these text messages. Uh-huh. So allegedly, which is completely true. From what I can gather, tell me if I'm wrong, Eric also met a girl right before the Bachelor season, about a month beforehand, and started dating her, but then got a call to be on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and he dumps the girl. And so now she is leaking text messages. Would you like me to read what the text message said that they put up on the screen for everybody to read? I think I would be remiss if I said anything (laughs) but yes, Lindsay. What in the world could he have said in a text message a month before he went on a show? This is one of the damning text messages, according to Jesse. Yeah, with a capital D. (laughs) Out in the wild. Here we go. It says... This is Eric's words. I know this isn't ideal. I wanted to do this to see if there was something else I could do with my life. I really like you. I don't think it would be a big deal, but I understand how you feel. I'm sorry, and I understand if you don't want to see me anymore. And she responds back, you just expect me to continue dating you while you go on a reality (laughs) TV show to find love, in quotation marks. And he went... His response, it isn't real, but you're right. I'm sorry. I really didn't think this through. <gasps> so Jesse wants to know, why are you thinking this isn't real, bro? Yeah. You, that, know, you found was, love. What's happening? Listen, the first text, there was absolutely nothing wrong with. You know, just right. like, hey, dude, you know, I, I, I got this chance and it's early in our relationship. I'd rather cut it off now and see what happens. Um, i.e. if I can get a bunch of followers and be semi-famous and right. go to music festivals and sleep with girls in Kimosabe hats like Blake Horstat. Or um, nothing happens and I come back and have you on the DL for a while and we start dating. So there's nothing wrong with the first text. Now, the real thing is what, what gets me. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's called uh, that's called tipping your hand. Yeah. Yeah. So Eric, um, Eric, how he gets out of it is he said, hey, I was just being a coward and I didn't have any feelings for this girl and I was using the show as an excuse. Yeah. And that was wrong of me. Okay. I mean, Do I you guess believe that, it? Uh, no, but that's, that's a good publicist. Like, how are we going to spin this answer? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think that that's sufficient. And then uh, have you seen the, the, the post show scandal now? Yes, I have. Tell everyone. Yeah. Now, apparently, how old is Erich? 26? Something around there, yeah. Okay, so approximately, again, just like I mentioned, about 10 years ago when he was in uh, either high school or, I guess, early high school, freshman or sophomore year, he went to a Halloween party dressed as Jimi Hendrix, apparently was his uh, favorite musician, or so he says, and he was in blackface, and he had the Afro wig on, and he was dressed as Jimi Hendrix, and there are pictures of that. Not only are there pictures of it, one of them made it into his yearbook, and, um, you know, so that's a controversy now. But I, I do believe, speaking of publicists, Gabby, the statement she issued regarding that was, uh, I think, the best I've seen in light of that scandal like that. How did she respond? Well, he apologized and he said he explained it to her. and He's horrified that 
you know, the standard answer was back then, you didn't think about it, he was 16, he admires Jimi Hendrix, it wasn't racist, so all of those things. And she said something like, um, I've accepted his explanation, that's our issue, and we're going to work forward, mm. work through it moving forward, I look forward to, you know, basically teaching him, and I think that's the best answer you can have, again, right. I think, I certainly wouldn't want to be held accountable for stuff like that when I was 16, you know, I mean, yeah. when do you know when you're 16? So I, I think people deserve a wide berth. And plus it wasn't, he was dressed up as a famous person. That's different than, you know, dressing up as a stereotype or mocking somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't think that, I mean, that's just my impression. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. He, he also, I think Gabby was quick to tell Jesse that she, she knew about the text messages before right. he's flashing them up because that's the first thing I thought is that yeah. Gabby was seeing these for the first time. And she was saying, he showed me way before they were leaked, which I also think is a lie. I don't, I don't know why he would have done that, but she says he, before they were leaked, I think he would so have shown them when they were leaked, but well, not before well, they were leaked. Or when he knew they were going to be leaked. Right. Like she's saying text messages like, you're dead, mister. I'm going to screw you. And he's like, hey, uh, I really need to have an honest conversation with you, Gabby. Um, uh, my conscience has been bothering me. In the meantime, his phone is blowing up. Like, these are going straight to the, you know, news. <laughs> and I, I don't know why they didn't bring up the blackface because I would think that it had already happened by the time they filmed this. And secondly, I, they didn't talk about his dad passing away or say anything about that, which was interesting as well to me. Maybe he just asked them not to and they were kind enough to say no. In a rare moment of, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of kindness. But it... It, it doesn't matter because their journeys are over. We don't care about them anymore. They're riding off on motorcycles and horses into the sunset. And we've got our brand new bachelor who needs to be announced. And Jesse wants us all to think that it is a big surprise, but it's not. It is Zach. And all I mean, of you were saying, who is Zach? Generic. <laughs> I mean, that guy's like a Ken doll, for God's sakes. Like, why did they, they pick that guy? He's, a, he's a, a suit filler. He really is. And I will say that everybody is has opinions about him. I've probably received more messages, even personal messages, from friends and DMs, from friends and readers and listeners who are just saying, I'm out. I can't do this again because it's, it's essentially Clayton. Nobody knew who Clayton was. Well, Nobody I knows who Zach is. He's closer to Jake Pavelka. I think he's going to go Pavelka. I, I think he's going to, first of all, we got the aviation connection. Remember that. So mm -hmm. there's, there's that. He's that very Pavelka. He's got that kind of, that swarmy kind of smile that, that, you know, portends something weird going on behind the <laughs> eyes. Like Pavelka, he probably owns a gazebo. We're going to learn that, yeah. um, just like Jake does in Denton, and uh, you know, and and then he's just we don't know anything about him. I know, but I think, but here here's my thought on that. Like I said, I don't think there's anything to know. I think the guy's about as vanilla as it gets. <laughs> like like maybe we know everything we we need to know. He's beige. He cries. He, he cries. He cries. Yeah. He's yeah, so beige. Yeah. I will say two things to that point. Number one, 
I found it very interesting that they trot out Sean and Catherine low at this point because yeah, I mean, allegedly Zach is, I mean, just think Sean, Sean Lowe is the be all end all best bachelor ever. I would agree with that, but I think it's weird that he's saying, can you please give me some advice? I think you're awesome. You're wonderful. That, well, he wasn't saying that. Jesse was speaking on behalf of him. And I, I thought that was weird because you could even tell Sean Lowe is going, yeah, just be yourself and you can do it. And it works. Like they're just Look showing up for the, the promotion money. They have been milking that trend. I mean, they, they've got like seven kids since The Bachelor. They have and- three kids and they are doing oh. very well because they have done the show well they were smart they've they're still writing on yeah. their bachelor I mean, they're, fame. They're, they're they're the ryan that's amazing trista. they're the ryan and trista of the 21st century and they're they funny you should follow them on instagram if you don't they are so funny especially mm-hmm. him but i think that it's it was interesting that they're trying to connect him like they're trying to mirror him with sean Oh, y'all are so much alike, and you're putting him with Pavelka, so that will be an interesting juxtaposition to see which way he goes. But let me tell you, listener, please, you don't watch The Bachelor for The Bachelor. You watch it for the catty women and speaking who of that, surround him. Yeah, and speaking of that, mm-hmm. um, we we had a little preview of the catty women. Mm-hmm. America's uh, what is it? America's uh, first, first impression, impression rose. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they have a little, they have a little slut parade there. It wasn't a slut parade, but Um, it was, it was the most, (laughs) they put more effort into making the studio look like the front of the mansion than they did prepping these people for what was going to happen on national television. They looked, they had no idea where to stand. Oh Um, my gosh. He, he can't put words together and that. And that just, and, and what was so sad is I was yelling all night long. That was another thing everybody was messaging about cringeworthy moments for Zach's entire segment. When he's talking to Jesse, when he's meeting these girls, when he's trying to just stand there, all you have to do is stand there and he can't do that very well either. They're going to have to train him up really big, but I just kept yelling to Jesse, mediate mediate. You've got to insert yourself and help this along. You can't think this is good television. Mm -hmm. I mean, I truly think Harrison would have gone up and mediated a little bit in this. And then also not asked him on national TV, can you name the five girls who you just met six minutes ago? That was humiliating as well, because I don't know why he couldn't remember when you wake up daily, think of Bailey. Cause I, that was really smart of her. <laughs> Here's how to memorize my name. And then he couldn't do it, but I'm not in that position. I know he was nervous. I know he wasn't expecting it because just like Jesse wasn't expecting Avon to walk out. Zach wasn't expecting these five girls, but did you know, did you see the last one? Was named Christina Mandrell? Yes. And so that's, is it uh, early Mandrell's kid? Granddaughter. Granddaughter, that's awesome. I love it. Bold, Isn't that bold. great? I hope yeah. she, she's the one I voted for because yeah, I was so, watching live by then. I didn't know it was yeah. three hours. Um, I voted for her. But that would be great because we would get to see that so, at least presumably one of the three Mandrell Yeah. I mean, at first I thought it was her daughter too. And then when I realized and did the math that it had to be granddaughter, I felt really old. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because Erlene okay. has got to be close to pushing 
70, 65, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and, uh, you, you know, the first one, what was it? You wake up Bailey, think of Dale. Uh, what is it? Wake when you up, wake up daily, think of Bailey. Yeah, it's a good thing her name wasn't Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, maybe it would have been better if <laughs> her name was. <laughs> or Lex. You're such a <laughs> sixth grade boy right now. <laughs> oh, man, half the audience is laughing and half is horrified by my potty humor. Yeah. Oh. Anywho. Look, okay. man. I, I think that the 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 uh, you know, you get that that dip in where they, they pick just six random ones for whatever reason and they say, mm-hmm. Oh, this is the season. Look, I just think None of that never worked when Harrison did it, just because it's so freaking awkward. Yes. Uh, and Zach was standing there. Good thing they gave him a rose to hold, otherwise he would been, you know, he would have had no choice but to hold another part of his anatomy because it was like, well, I feel so stupid here. Yeah. And you know, like they say, like if you're on stage and you've got the microphone, you just, you know, it, there's this. Right. Even though it's really skinny, there's still this psychological. Or the podium, barrier. you can That's stand right. behind yeah. the podium and hold right. on. There, there's a barrier between you and who you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And there you're just surrounded by, you know, a whole audience of people waiting for you to, you know, pick one of six women. You have no idea. Yeah. That you know. should have been video packages. And yeah, then they could like- have trotted them out and they could just be there live. Yeah. And if you win, you get to go over and hug him or something. Yeah, I mean, but- I would like to see who can do like a back walkover and who does, <laughs> you know, Pilates in the park. I mean, I would like to know that. You know, like to have their their active wear on, and they're like, "I'm, you know, Bailey, and I can do a back walk over in the park, and I live in Chicago, and here's my dog, and you know that kind of stuff." Cool. <laughs> okay, what do you think about Bachelor in Paradise? Oh man, I you know, I'm gonna watch it just for you because mm-hmm. I enjoy. This is a good break in my week. Well, it sounds like there's gonna be some new changes on the Bachelor in Paradise season as well. If I feel like I think I might be right, where they let them hang out for several days and people begin coupling up, and then they take all the girls away and bring in new girls. And then just see if you like this one better than that one. Who's not here to defend herself yeah. or see or do or yeah, anything. That's like, you know, that's like uh, they, they go swimming and they come back in the cabana and all the potted plants are changed. <laughs> <laughs> Something's different about the cabana. I just can't put my finger on it. Hey, like, you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a red bathing suit. Did you change your bathing suit or something? It's so weird. I just, yeah. <laughs> You work for Kaiser Permanente, right? You know, like or whatever they do. Oh, it's gonna be awful, yeah. but it always is. It's yeah. always just so sad and so long. Do you think there'll that... be any changes to the boom boom room? I mean, we know it's air conditioned. No, we said that the people who have children are gonna put Yeah, that's children. gonna be the yeah, the playroom. Yeah. For it's gonna be a part time, like after eight o'clock, they're gonna have to Flip it like an Airbnb. Yeah, no, like after eight o'clock at night, they're gonna have to take the kids out, put in a bed in the in the bunk bedroom, and then they're gonna uh, they're gonna flip the boom boom room like an Airbnb. Change the sheets and the you know put the plastic down, Scotch guard the headboard, you know. Mm. 
everything they do. Scotch guard the headboard. That's horrible. <laughs> Where did I come up with that? <laughs> Thank y'all for listening and a big shout out to last night's game for managing our official bachelorette bracket each and every week. Congratulations to Emily and Allison who came out on top with me and Liz hot behind them. I don't know how it all works out at the end. It was so confusing, but I'm going to trust the system. If you'd like to read a recap of Gabby and Rachel's season, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years of content. Make sure to check out the handy cash sheet I've left in the show notes, too. You can follow all these jokers on Instagram. We are going to transition to Bachelor in Paradise. We'll not be doing a recap for that, but we will be doing a podcast, so tune in here. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks so much for all the Insta story love. You guys really participated. It was fun this week. Don't forget to check out my real books with actual pages, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. Yeah.